Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Jerome Simpson's house, it's, <laughs> hey, man, the Fourth and Inches show. A I'm Scott Twenty, a.k.a. the Sherpa, <laughs> and my co-host, Jana Kimmel. Jana, welcome tonight. How are you doing? I'm still trying to make sense of the uh, Cowboys-Redskins game from Monday night. <laughs> man, that was a rough game to watch, huh? Yes. I think the only person that had fun in that game was Dan Bailey. I think so. I mean, I I think his Twitter followers are definitely up this week. (laughs) Probably, yes. He's probably up to 18 followers now. I mean, I think it might be a few more than that. There are a few more Cowboys fans on Twitter than that. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if (laughs) their center's Twitter followers, if he had any, probably went down a bit, but... I don't even want to talk about it. I'm still so mad. <laughs> All right. But, hey, they played that badly, and they still won against the previously undefeated, albeit unimpressive, team. So that's something to feel good about. I guess so. I'll work on that. I'll work on feeling good about that. <laughs> okay, while you do that, why don't you let people know, what's our, our gentle listeners know what's in store for our program tonight. All right, tonight we unfortunately have a nice long list of injuries and transactions, as it seems we do every week, and we're also going to take a look at every game for the upcoming week and break down who you start, who you sit, who's not even worth being on your fantasy team, and if we have time, we're going to do the ever-popular three we love, three you avoid at each position fantasy-wise for this week. And in the meantime, you can be a part of the show and have your voice heard. Uh, We will be here for an hour from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night. And you can get a hold of us via phone, email, Twitter, whatever floats your boat. So if you want to call us, the number is 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number four T H N inches show at gmail dot com. And we're on Twitter under the same handle, the number four T H N inches show. And you can find us all week long on the fantasyfootballsherpa dot com at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. This most recent article includes strategy topics like should you dump your underperforming stars. So hopefully you don't have too many of those on your team or you're not like my team that has everybody injured and has no healthy wide receivers. (laughs) Uh, Wide receivers are relatively easy to find off the waiver wire. It's if you have guys like uh, Jamal Charles that you're kind of hosed, but... I'm I'm going to be overhauling my teams after we're done the show tonight. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I have um, a good suggestion of where you could find some recommendations for this week. Maybe fantasyfootballsherpa.com? You read my mind. <laughs> I'm good like that. You read my self-serving uh, mind. <laughs> well, let's just get these injuries over with, and uh, then we'll get to the good stuff talking about the games. So the Colts were a little underwhelming again this week. And in response to that, they have signed quarterback Dan Orlovsky, formerly of the Detroit Lions. It also came out that Peyton Manning may be done for the season, could potentially practice and and have limited availability once we hit December, but it doesn't look too good, especially He's if they're not, not in play. They're going to be so then. far out of the playoff picture at that point, there's no reason to risk 
whatever exactly. of his career. Uh, the Bills wide receiver Steve Johnson injured his groin during Sunday's game. He did not practice today, so that's something to keep an eye on. The Texans placed running back Steve Slayton on waivers, and he was subsequently picked up by the Dolphins and signed today. Uh, the Titans agreed to a one-year deal with former Rams wide receiver Donnie Avery. They are also looking at Justin Gage, who was cut before the season. Uh, that's because Titans wide receiver Kenny Britt tore both his ACL and MCL during Sunday's game. He is out for the season. That is a huge blow to an already kind of floundering team. The Bengals running back Cedric Benson has appealed his three-game suspension for his conduct off the field. Uh, he has not received a verdict yet. He will play Sunday. Uh, he's hoping to get that at least reduced to two games, but we'll see how that goes. Michael Vick did overcome his concussion. He played Sunday, but then took a, a controversial hit that bruised his hand. They originally thought his hand was broken. Uh, he had a CT scan Monday, revealed it was just a deep contusion, which is a really fancy word for bruise. And I thought you were going to say it was just a scratch. <laughs> he did practice today. He's wearing a glove. He is going to play Sunday. Um, He's going to wear a diaper on Sunday, too. <laughs> it's it's his non-throwing hand, but the problem is it's hard for him to receive snaps. So we'll see how that goes. Michael or, um, Vince Young was active on Sunday he, the, for the first time all season, but obviously we saw Mike Kafka come in. Uh, he was a little less effective than he was prior to this week, but it looks like Kafka probably will still be number two since Andy Reid's still a little skeptical of Vince Young's hamstring, but they're hoping they don't have to get to that point. Texans running back Arian Foster did not play Sunday. He did practice. He is expecting to start this week, but they are playing the Steelers, so not a great matchup anyway. The Browns running back Peyton Hillis was a late scratch Sunday. He had a really nasty case of strep throat, and not only was he contagious, but he was not able to play, so they sent him home. Um, Why wouldn't you want him to infect the other team then? I mean, what a crazy game plan. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He would have infected his own team too much more. I just, it's all right. He, sometimes strep throat's bad. He got a bad case. Uh, Cowboys wide receiver Miles Austin did not play Monday night, probably not going to play again this week. Hopefully after the bye week in two weeks he'll be back. The Cardinals running back Beanie Wells was expecting to play. He had a hamstring injury, but ultimately after testing his his leg pregame, he was a late scratch. Malcolm Floyd, who was listed as doubtful all week long, the Chargers wide receiver, became the first player ever to be listed as doubtful and then actually play on Sunday under the Norv Turner era in San Diego. So he was a surprising play. Um, The the NFL is expected to rule on Terrell Pryor's appeal of his five-game suspension. whole thing uh, I'm not a big fan of, so hopefully it's not reduced, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Well, how can in they running... penalize him for something that happened in college? That's, that's the well, problem anyway. I have is that he told the NFL and teams that he would not appeal it, so that teams would draft him, and then he went and appealed it. That's what my problem with it is. Um, I just I just don't like Terrell Pryor's person. Well, <laughs> let's move on. I, let's I, move on okay. to running backs. We got to get through the show tonight. We're we're running too long. Uh, former Reds- What? I said my lips are sealed. 
There you go. Former Redskins running back Clinton Portis worked out for the Bengals today. He is still looking for a permanent job. Packers running back Ryan Grant did not practice today, will not practice tomorrow. He is a bruised kidney, so that should be interesting. We'll see how that goes. Why do they call that a bruise and not a contused kidney? I guess it's not deeply bruised, so it doesn't qualify as a contusion. I don't know. Maybe kidneys can't be contused. (laughs) Saints coach Sean Payton says that wide receiver Marquise Colston will play Sunday. It is just a few weeks after he broke his collarbone week one, so I guess he's a fast healer. The Eagles are likely going to be without wide receivers Riley Cooper and Jeremy Macklin this week. Cooper sustained a concussion on Sunday, and Jeremy Macklin streamed a hamstring, so we are going to be seeing a lot of Steve Smith this week. Uh, Let's see. Steven Jackson was active for the Rams Sunday, despite thinking all week he wouldn't play. He has been limited at practice this week still, though, so that's still something to keep an eye on. Adrian Peterson sat out Vikings practice today with a sore calf. And I think that's about it injury-wise. News and notes-wise, teams have registered more points, more net passing yards, and more touchdowns in the first three weeks of the season this year than in any NFL season in history. And the Cowboys have set an NFL record by playing in nine straight games decided by three points or fewer, which means that all Cowboys fans are stressed out <laughs> and not real thrilled. I think it's going to be ten this week. Yeah. Ugh. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. And I think we have reached the end of the line on transactions, which is exciting. <laughs> it is. Well, maybe the, the transactions themselves might not be so exciting, but the fact we can dive into the games now. That's very exciting. All right, first game up. Speaking of those dastardly Cowboys, it's Detroit at Dallas kicking off the Sunday early games. I think that Dallas is going to extend that string of close games, but I'll pick them to win a nail-biter with Detroit 27-24. What's your take on this game? Um, I think I'm hoping that Dallas wins. Uh, I think the Detroit team and fans overall really think they're just going to steamroll the Cowboys, and I'm not really sure why. Uh, Granted, they haven't been super overpowering, see the fact that we couldn't score any touchdowns Monday, but they're still a pretty decent team, even banged up. Um, So I think they're going to win. I don't necessarily know if it'll be by a lot. I think this game's going to go back and forth. But there is fantasy value to be had for the Detroit Lions for sure. Matthew Stafford had a little forearm injury Sunday. He's been fine in practice. I would still start him. Uh, Calvin Johnson hasn't been practicing with that nagging ankle injury. He's going to play. I would absolutely start him. There's really no reason ever to sit Calvin Johnson. Tight end-wise, though, it becomes a little tricky. Brandon Pettigrew has been limited with a shoulder injury. Tony Scheffler made his presence known a little bit the last two weeks. And I'm going to say probably don't start either of them. I think they're going to split time. I think it's sort of turning into you're not sure who's going to get more targets and have more value. It Pettigrew caught to... like a dozen passes last week, didn't he, or am I imagining my that? Problem, my problem is that he's got a shoulder injury, and that's going to make life a little difficult for him. So I'm going to say look at what other tight ends you have and what their matchups look like. Maybe Brandon Pettigrew is not the best choice this week. Um, running back-wise, Javid Best, I still think you can go ahead and start. And kicker in defense, I would say 
they're kind of a maybe. I don't think they're going to give up a ton of points to Dallas, but I don't necessarily think they're going to be kicking a ton of field goals and extra points or shutting them down entirely either. So I think there could potentially be better matchups out there. There are definitely some some gimme games on the schedule this week. So if you can get a different defense, I may lean towards that. Um, beyond Calvin Johnson and the wide receivers, Nate Burleson, I would say yes to starting, but beyond that, I don't think I want any part of them. All right, so for Dallas, then, I would start quarterback Tony Romo. I would start wide receiver Des Bryant, tight end Jason Witten, and kicker Dan Bailey. I would start all of those guys. I'm neutral towards uh, running backs Felix Jones and DeMarco Murray, as well as the Cowboys' defense. And I would stay away from running back to Shard Choice and wide receivers Kevin Ogletree and Jesse Holly who accomplished zilch last week. Kevin Ogletree was brutal. He dropped a lot of passes and ran a lot of bad routes. <laughs> yeah. Not so, all right, so we're done with those guys. So next game up, which is probably going to be one of the, the um, bigger mismatches on Sunday, is New Orleans at Jacksonville. Throw out that game in the slop against Carolina last week, but I still think Jacksonville is – Atrocious. I'll go with New Orleans to win this by at least two touchdowns. I'll go New Orleans 30, Jacksonville 13. I really can't argue with any of that. I think it's going to be a, a tough day for Jacksonville, and New Orleans is going to run wild on them. <laughs> there are a lot of people I think you can be starting safely on, on New Orleans this week. Uh, Drew Brees, obviously yes. I would say yes to Pierre Thomas and Probably Mark Ingram as well. Um, wide receiver-wise, Moore, Henderson, Meacham, I'm okay with going with either of them. And tight ends, I I kind of like Graham a little better. I would say start him, Jimmy Graham. But um, defense and kicker-wise, I would also start both of. Just I Jacksonville's just they're just not bringing a lot to the party here. <laughs> now, I got a question today about Darren Sproles. What, what's your take on him? Is he somebody, I know he's gotten a lot of targets with Colston out, but going forward, do you think he's going to be an effective fantasy player or not? Uh, I just, I think there are too many other people. I Because running back-wise, they look to Thomas as their number one, and Ingram they've been trying to work in more and more. Now that Colson's coming back, I think it's going to be trouble for Sproles' targets. So uh, I, I I don't know if I'm sold on him long term. Yeah, me me neither. So for Jacksonville, the only two guys I want to start this week are running back Maurice Jones-Drew and tight end Mercedes Lewis, assuming that he's going to play and play well. Um, running back Deji Kareem, I'm on the fence about him, and I would stay away from quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, wide receivers Mike Thomas and Jason Hill. Uh, just stay away from the defense and stay away from kicker Josh Scobie. And not because they're contagious, just because they won't help your fantasy team. <laughs> All right. So moving right along here, next game up is Tennessee at Cleveland. This, this could be an interesting game. I wouldn't want to watch it necessarily, but I'll go with Tennessee to win 24-20. to 20. And how about that Chris Johnson Ah, Chris Johnson. What a frustrating fantasy player this year. (laughs) 
Um, I'm concerned about Tennessee losing Kenny Britt. I think it's going to be a big blow. That's where the majority of Matt Hasselbeck's targets and yards are coming from. I think, obviously, Chris Johnson's still going to be a factor in the receiving game. I think Nate Washington's going to have to step up. But I just I think this is going to be a close game and not necessarily for good reasons. <laughs> I could be sold either way, but I think Tennessee may have a slight edge. Fantasy-wise, Matt Hasselbeck, I would only start him if you're in a two-quarterback league. Uh, I just I don't know what it's going to look like without Kenny Britt. Does Jared Cook step up and get more targets? I just I don't know. Uh, I think you still have to start Chris Johnson because one of these days he's going to break out again, you have to hope. And I'm not ready to say sit him when they're still targeting him, at least in the past game. His running numbers are less than spectacular. But <laughs> I would start wide receiver Nate Washington. Beyond that, I don't think I want to start any of the other wide receivers. Tight end Jared Cook, I would say yes to because I think he's going to get increased targets. Uh Kicker and defense, I would say yes to the kicker, maybe to the defense. I don't know if Cleveland's going to put up all that many points. Yeah, I like your analysis a lot on Hasselbeck and Britt. Uh, I know Hasselbeck was a, a popular waiver wire pickup this week because he's been averaging well over 300 yards a game, but I agree without A lot of those yards were coming from Britt. Britt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Nate Washington, what's, is he really going to be a number one receiver when he never has been in his career and is Jared Cook really going to step up? I don't know. I kind of like the Donnie Avery signing, but I wouldn't expect him to you know, this week, pay this dividends right away, but I, I do like I'm him taking a chance on out. him. So <laughs> with Cleveland, I, I think Peyton Hillis, hopefully he's not contagious this week. If he isn't, you start him. And I would also feel free to start either tight end, Ben Watson or Evan Moore. Uh, running back uh, Mario Hardesty, I would say he'll probably still get some action even with Hillis back. So Hardesty, I'm neutral on maybe for the defense and also kicker Phil Dawson. Uh, quarterback Colt McCoy is a no for me this week. Tennessee's pass defense has been very good, so I would stay away from McCoy. And I'm also staying away from wide receivers Muhammad Masakoy, Brian Rubisky, Greg Little, and Josh Cripps, and whoever else they might run out there. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving onward, we've got Buffalo at Cincinnati, those incredible Buffalo Bills. I picked against them last week, and I'm going to continue to do so this week because Cincinnati actually matches up pretty well with them, you know, offensive strength versus defensive strength. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati to win this game. I'm not quite sure how, but I'll go with them to win 27-24. I think everybody in the world picked against Buffalo, with the exception of Keyshawn Johnson last week. <laughs> um, I think that the Bills are going to win this game, mainly because they're still riding the high of the upset and because Cincinnati has so much internal distress going on with Cedric Benson's suspension and and people getting deliveries of pot to their house. It's just not great. <laughs> and I think that's going to make for a little chaos. Um I think you have to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, be it a one-quarterback or two-quarterback league. He's making it hard to say no to. <laughs> um, I think that even though Steve Johnson's battling this groin injury, I think that you still start him unless he does not play at all. 
I'm willing to take a chance on him. Running back Fred Jackson, I think, is a must-start at this point as well. Um, Beyond that, I just... I'm not really sure about the rest of the receivers. C.J. Spiller obviously not wowing anybody really out of the backfield. And tight ends. Who's your favorite out of the bunch, Sherpa? For the for the Bills? Yeah. Are you liking Chandler? I just... I, I guess, I just by are... default, but I don't really like any of them. Exactly. I like, you know who I like is Sean Nelson, but I think he got cut. Yeah, I'm. I don't know actually. They still have yeah, him on he, their he depth got cut chart, in the but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just their tight ends really haven't done much for as much passing as as Ryan Fitzpatrick's done. It's shocking. Uh, I would start kicker Ryan Liddell. Defensive wise, I would say no. I think there are better options out there. Yeah, Nelson and Jones are both interesting options at wide receiver, especially if Johnson is banged up. But we'll see. So do you think yeah. that you so you think that Fitzpatrick is getting to be a must start in fantasy then it sounds like I think so. I the numbers he puts up are hard to argue with. Well, I guess I'm not sold on him yet, but right. Cincinnati You're has a pretty Cam pass. Newton, I'll be on Ryan's Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah. So and he invented Facebook too, I'll have you know. Yeah. So that's that's Now Cincinnati, that. I'm going to I'm going to think that Cedric Benson is going to put aside all the strife and turmoil and what could very well be his last game for a few weeks. I would start him. I would start wide receivers, A.J. Green and Andre Caldwell, and I'd also start tight end Jermaine Gresham. I'm neutral on quarterback Andy Dalton, neutral on the defense, and neutral on kicker Mike Nugent, and I would stay away from Bernard Scott. I know a lot of people are, are on his bandwagon now with Benson's problems, but if you want to pick him up and speculate for the future, go ahead, but he's not going to help you this week. And Jerome Simpson, like Benson, he's probably going to be facing some uh, enforced time off pretty soon. So Yeah, I, they didn't start him last week, but he did play some. It's just how much is enough for you, you know? Yeah, I, it's and my whole thing about starting Caldwell is assuming that Simpson is not going to be playing as much as he normally would, but mm-hmm. we'll see there. The jury's still out on both those guys, but for this week I like Caldwell better than Simpson, but I like Green the best of the whole bunch. All right, sounds good. All right, moving right along then, we've got Washington at St. Louis. St. Louis got kicked in the teeth by the one um, local, the one uh, Beltway team last week, and this week they're going to get a chance to get kicked by the other one. I don't think they're going to lose as badly as they did. I think they're going to score a lot more, but I think Washington scores just a little bit more, so I'll go with Washington to win that game 28-27. Well, how about Rex Grossman? What do you think of him and the rest of the skins this week? I I think St. Louis wins this game. I think Washington's going to continue their losing ways. Um, I think you can start Rex Grossman. For me, he's a borderline one, more like a two-quarterback league start. Uh, Again, it's going to depend on your options and your matchup. Running back Tim Hightower, I think you have to start. Uh, Wide receivers. Santana Moss, Jabbar Gaffney, I think you go ahead and start both of them. Beyond that, for me, it gets a little murky. Armstrong, Stallworth, Austin, just 
there's not enough value there, I don't think. And tight ends. Obviously, I like Chris Cooley better. Sherpa likes Fred Davis. This week, I think maybe neither of them. If you had to go with one, perhaps it'd be Fred Davis. But Cooley was splitting time with Davis last week, and I think that's going to happen again this week. Um, Kicker and defense, I would say no to both. So how about Roy Halo? Is is everybody off the bandwagon after last week, or do you think he might play a more prominent part in their offense this week? I think as the season goes on, he will play more, but I think they're going to ride the uh, Tim Hightower hot hand for a while. Okay. So on the St. Louis side of things, I like Sam Bradford. You know, I, I'm not too concerned about his his toe injury. I would I would still go with him. I would also start wide receivers Brandon Gibson and Michael Sims Walker. Neutral on running back, Steven Jackson, wide receiver, Denario Alexander, tight end, Lance Kendricks, neutral on the defense, and neutral on kicker, Josh Brown. And I would stay away this week from running back, uh, uh, Cadillac Williams. Washington has actually been pretty decent on run defense, and between that and Jackson possibly being back, I I just don't think you should uh, drive with Cadillac this weekend. So... (laughs) Anything All else right. on this? No, I All right. think we are uh, good to go. Okay. San Francisco at Philadelphia. I, it's funny. Uh, San Francisco lost on the road last week. Philadelphia lost at home last week. But this week, one of those two things has to change. And I'll, I think talent will win out, and Philadelphia wins this game pretty easily, 27-17. I would have to agree with you. I know Philadelphia is really banged up injury-wise, but San Francisco, as much as I want them to be good and functional, it's just not quite there yet. Um, Alex Smith, I think maybe this week, unless you're in a two-quarterback league, this may not be the week for him. Frank Gore, he's been limited in practice with an ankle injury. I think that's one you decide Saturday night or Sunday, depending whether or not he plays. I would say take a good, hard look at the rest of your options because if he doesn't practice or continues to be limited, how much is he really going to have come Sunday? Wide receivers, I would say Josh Morgan you can start. Michael Crabtree, if he plays, I'd go ahead. Tight end, Vernon Davis, yes. Kicker and defense, no. Great for Philadelphia. I would start quarterback Michael Vick. I think he'll have a decent game. Start wide receiver Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to go out and say that Michael Vick will actually figure out who Brent Selleck is this weekend. So I would take a chance and start him, and I would also start the Eagles' defense. With Sean McCoy, I'm actually neutral on this week. I love him in general, but San Francisco has a pretty decent run defense so far this um, season, so I'm on the fence about McCoy. Hopefully you have better, you have options with a better matchup than he does. Wide receivers, Jeremy Macklin, Jason Avant, and Stephen Smith. I'm neutral on all those guys, and I'm neutral on uh, kicker Alex Henry, and I would stay away from running back Ronnie Brown in case you were even thinking of playing him. Really? Neutral on Avant? I would, I would say Avant and maybe even Smith. I would say no Macklin, but interesting. Yeah. I like I, I don't feel know. like McCoy even in the matchup. We're just San Francisco is a decent defensive team. They just can't put points on the board. So 
And as we've seen, Philadelphia's offense is obviously not clicking on all cylinders yet, but we'll see what happens. But that's that's just what my, my gut is telling me, and I have a pretty big gut. <laughs> that is not true. It's <laughs> not true, but it sounded good at the time. It did. So, all right, we'll keep rolling. <laughs> all right, keep, speaking of rolling, we've got the Super Bowl-bound Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Minnesota Vikings, never mind the Chiefs' 0-3 record. These are my two favorite non-New York teams, and I think both of them are in for long seasons, but I like Minnesota a little bit better for this game, so I'll go with them 27-20. Kansas City did finally score a touchdown this week, which was exciting. Uh, <laughs> I think that Minnesota, well, they can't they can't lose so spectacularly three weeks in a row. I just don't think it's possible. So I think Minnesota wins this. I think your Chiefs are in a little bit of trouble. But fantasy-wise, I think Donovan McNabb is a two-quarterback league option right now. They're trying to force a pass game, and it's really just not happening. Adrian Peterson didn't practice today, but I am sure he will play come Sunday, even though his feelings are a little hurt, as is his calf. I would start Peterson. I would start Percy Harvin. Uh, I would start tight end Vasante Shanko. Beyond... Those guys, I'm not really sure anybody else is a must-start. Jenkins, Bernard Berrien, just I don't know how much passing is really going to play a factor in this game. I think they're going to resort to looking more at their run game and Adrian Peterson because that's clearly what's working for them right now. So I wouldn't go super heavy on wide receivers from Minnesota this week. I would start kicker Ryan Longwell and... I think I'd start the defense. I just Kansas City's not intimidating me. No, not at all. I actually like Michael Jenkins a little bit more than you do, I think. But yeah, I think let's so. see. I mean, Kansas City's lost Eric Berry. They've lost John McCross. So yeah, they're they're pretty uh, hurting back there. But uh, maybe this is the week Donovan McNabb actually throws for more than 250 yards. But we'll see. Possible. Yeah, anything's possible, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Kansas City could even win this game, although it's not likely. You never know. <laughs> you never know. That's right. Maybe they'll get lucky. And for Kansas City, I would go with wide receiver Dwayne Bowe. I would, uh, I'm neutral about Matt Castle, wide receiver Steve Reston, tight end Leonard Pope. Neutral about the Chiefs defense and kicker Ryan Suckup. And I would stay away from both running backs, the Thomas Jones and Dexter McCluster. I think Minnesota's run defense is going to give them all sorts of fits, and we're going to find out how much Matt Castle can or can't throw this weekend. So yeah. there you have it. I now agree. we move on to what I think, if I could only watch one game this weekend, this is a game I would want to watch, and that's Pittsburgh at Houston. You've got Pittsburgh's defense against Houston's offense, and I I think it's going to be a very entertaining game to win it, to watch, but I mm-hmm. think in the end that Pittsburgh is going to pull out another, eke out another road victory. I'll go with them to win this game 27-24. How do you see it, Jana? Uh, you know, I think I'd have to agree with you. I just, if Arian Foster was 100% healthy, I think Houston could win this game, but he's not, and he's still very clearly not. So even though he thinks he's going to start, I just, I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to win this battle. I would start Ben Roethlisberger. I would start Richard Mendenhall. Um, Mike Wallace and Heinz Ward are both a little dinged up, but as long as they play, I'm going to start both of them. 
Tight end Heath Miller, I am not interested in starting. Emmanuel Sanders, the second-year wide receiver, still hasn't really stepped up yet. And I'm going to wait on this week. While I think the Steelers are going to win this game, it's going to be hard fought, and I don't think yards are going to be all that easy to come by. So I'm going to say yes to kicker Sean Sweezum, and yeah, I'm going to say maybe to the defense. I don't know if I'm ready to say for sure, because I do think they are going to give up some points to the Houston offense. They're just too good not to. Yeah. Interesting what you said about Heinz Ward. I'm really souring on him in a hurry. I think I've actually cut him from two teams already. And yeah, he's always like been him. a steady contributor. But Emmanuel Sanders and Antonio Brown, I don't know which one of them is going to step up, but I'm guessing that by middle to end of the season, that one of those two guys is the clear number two wide receiver there. For me, I'd lean slightly towards Sanders, but neither one is really grabbed the brass ring yet. I still like Hines Ward. I still think he has some value. I don't think he's a number one wide receiver, but I think he's still going to put up some decent numbers this year. We'll see about that. Obviously, we've got Mm -hmm. future weeks to talk about that, and I'll give you kudos if you're right. So for Houston, I would go with tight end Owen Daniel. I would go with Actually, I'm neutral about running backs Arian Foster and Ben Tate, A, because I don't know how much each one is going to play, and B, because I think the Steelers' run defense is still pretty good. I'm also neutral on wide receiver Andre Johnson, which I know a lot of people are going to disagree with, but I don't like his matchup with that Pittsburgh secondary there. I'm neutral on the on the uh, Texans' defense and also on kicker Neil Rackers, and I would stay away from quarterback Mott Schaub running back Derek Ward, and wide receivers Kevin Walter and Jacoby Jones. Oof. I still like Andre Johnson and Matt Schaub. <laughs> um, you're, probably in the, you're probably in a pretty large majority there. I'm yeah. probably <laughs> in a not-so-vocal minority there, but we'll see what happens. So it's now Carolina well. at Chicago. This game could be pretty interesting, too. I'm... I'm thinking Carolina bounces back. I think they obviously looked terrible last week, not as terrible as Jacksonville, but I think that downpour would have made any team look terrible. Oh so I think back back on dry land, I think Carolina beats Chicago 27-21. to 21. I think Chicago wins this game by 10 points. I, I'm obviously not a huge fan of Cam Newton, but... I'm not a, a Jay Cutler fan either, but I think Chicago is a little more functional of a team, shockingly enough. Um, Fantasy-wise, Cam Newton, I know most people are, are for sure going to start him in a one-quarterback league. For me, I'm not a huge fan of the matchup this week. I would say he's a borderline one, more like a two-quarterback league start. Um, wide receiver Steve Smith, I would start. Tight end-wise, I just... I I don't really know what to think of the mix. Got Jeremy Shockey, Greg Olson. I'm not in love with any of them, especially with the matchup this week. Uh, Running backs, Williams and Stewart, I think you can start either, depending on what your league's scoring system is and what other running backs you have. Obviously, D'Angelo Williams, if I had to pick one, would be the one I'd pick. Jonathan Stewart more as a, a flex player or a deeper league running back option. 
And kicker and defense, I would say no to both of them. But obviously you're a little higher on Cam Newton than I am. <laughs> a little bit. I, I think last week bit. was a fluke. That's not to say he's going to pass for 400 yards again, but I don't think 300 well, I think yards. I, th- I agree with you that the rain was a huge factor. You put anybody, you put Tom Brady in the kind of downpour they had in that first half, and their numbers were right. terrible. But I just, I think he's coming back to reality a little bit as time goes on. Well, even a 300-yard reality would be pretty nice. It would be more than a lot of quarterbacks will give you. I don't like you say he's less than 300 yards this week, and I say I he's more. I think he throws for less than 300 yards this week. Yes. All right. We'll we'll figure out who was, <laughs> who who had the uh, the right call on that one uh, next week. Then. All right. So for Chicago, I'm going to go with running back Matt Forte, and wide receiver Johnny Knox. Those are the only guys I really want to start this week from Chicago. Neutral on quarterback Jay Cutler. I'm neutral on wide receiver Devin Hester on the defense and on kicker Robbie Gould, neutral on all of those. Running back Marion Barber is probable with a calf injury this week, but that doesn't mean that he should be in your fantasy lineup, and I would buy against that. I would also not start wide receivers Roy Williams and Earl Bennett, who still has his chest problem, and I would stay away from tight end Kellen Davis. All right. All right, onward and upward. So now we're on to the late games on Sunday. And Atlanta lost a game on the road last week, and Seattle won a game at home, which I thought they were going to get clobbered, but I was wrong. This week, I think both teams get back to their accustomed role this season, and I'll go with Atlanta to win this game 20-14. to 14. I don't know how a team can look so good a couple weeks ago against Philadelphia, or at least in the fourth quarter they did, and then pull such a stinker like they did against Tampa last week. But uh, hopefully they'll figure it out, especially since I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Again, it's a self-serving prediction, but I'll go with Atlanta. (laughs) What's your take on them? I think Atlanta is going to blow out Seattle. I'm hoping we see the the better of the two Atlanta teams that we've seen so far this year. We've definitely seen two opposite ends of the spectrum. I would start Matt Ryan – as long as Roddy White plays, I would start him. He didn't practice today with that thigh injury to get banged up a little bit this weekend, so keep an eye on that as the week goes on. But if he plays, I think it's safe to start him. Uh, Julio Jones, I think I would start this week. I'm hoping this is the week he really finds his place as a receiver. It's been a little sketchy up until this point. Tight end Tony Gonzalez, absolutely start. Running back Michael Turner, I would start as well. And I would start the kicker in the defense because I don't think Seattle is going to be too much of a factor in this game, even though they're at home with their their 12th man. I'm going to go with – I like. I was impressed by Sidney Rice last week, wide receiver Sidney Rice, so I would start him again this week. Start Ted and Zach Miller, and just because I'm not as high – as Janet is on Atlanta's offense, I would, at, at least not at this point in the season, I would also start Seattle's defense. I w- I'm neutral on running back Marshawn Lynch. He showed signs of life last week, but I'm not convinced. And I'm also neutral on wide receiver Michael Williams. And I would stay away from quarterback Tavares Jackson, wide receiver Ben Obamanu, and kicker uh, Stephen Hauschka. Okay. Can't disagree. So, now we move on to my beloved New York Giants against the Arizona whoopee cushions. 
Arizona, what the heck was that last weekend? They should have just blown out Seattle, but they didn't do it. And New York, if Eli Manning, all right, the four touchdowns are a little deceiving. At least the one to Victor Cruz could have easily been picked off. But still, a win is a win against a good team. I don't think they have too much of a letdown this week. And I'll go with the Giants to win this game 27-24. If Beanie Wells plays for Arizona, I think they can win this game. If he doesn't, they're not going to win this game. I think that's going to be the deciding factor, at least in my mind. Fantasy-wise, the Giants are... They have some value, but the wide wide receiver situation is kind of a hot mess right now because of injuries. I would say Eli Manning. I prefer to start him in a two-quarterback league. I can understand starting him in a one-quarterback league. I just... His interceptions scare me. But <laughs> but running back Ahmad Bradshaw, I would say yes, too. Brandon Jacobs is really more of a flex option for me. Wide receivers. Let's see who's healthy and going to play come Sunday. Mario Manningham has been limited with the concussion. Brandon Stokely has been limited with a quad injury. Manningham needs to pass his concussion test completely before he can play. If he does, I would start him. Uh, Hakeem Nix, if he if he's good to go, which he should be, I would start him. And I may start Victor Cruz and try to ride this hot streak of targets he's had. Even if Manningham plays, I think he's still going to get some looks after the week he had last week. And Ballard at tight end and Beckham, I just I don't see the tight ends being a huge factor here. There's just Wide receiver-wise, for me, there are better options. And overall, in the league, there are better tight end matchups. So I would hope you have other players, but I guess we'll see. Uh, Lawrence Tynes, I would start. In the defense, I would say maybe two. I'm really not sold one way or the other on them just yet. All right, here's a hypothetical question for you, or or not so hypothetical. You (laughs) have a choice this week to pick up either wide receiver Victor Cruz or wide receiver um, Torrey Smith of the Ravens, whom we'll talk about a little bit later. But which of those two guys were you more impressed by last week, and which of the two do you think has a a better fantasy outlook for the rest of this season? I think Torrey Smith does, just because I think Joe Flacco is a, a more consistent quarterback than Eli Manning does, and I think that the Giants have some more wide receiver threats ahead of Victor Cruz when they're healthy than Torrey Smith does in Baltimore. Well, Smith has Bolden and Evans, who seems to be hurt every other week. Mm-hmm. And the Giants have Knicks and Manningham. And between those two guys, it always seems like at least one of them is dinged up every week. So, I don't know. I, I think I might actually go with Cruz between the two of them. But, again, that will well, be an interesting... I don't like Eli Manning as a fantasy quarterback or a real-life quarterback at all. So I like Joe Flacco a lot better, which kind of sways my opinion of it. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Understood. <laughs> so getting back to the game at hand here, for Arizona, I would start quarterback Kevin Cobb this week. And, obviously, I want to start wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Neutral about Beanie Wells and Alfonso Smith. Um, Beanie Wells questionable with that hamstring. I just, unless I know, if, unless I'm sitting right at my computer right before game time or when the inactives are announced, I'm not taking the chance if I have to set my lineup ahead of time. Wide receivers, Andre Roberts and Early Doucette, I'm neutral about those guys. Hopefully you have better options 
neutral about the defense and neutral about kicker Jay Feely, who's going to be facing his former team. I'm also going to stay away from wide re- uh, from running back Larod Steven Towling, who's questionable with his hand injury. Tight end Todd Heap, questionable with his rib injury. Stay away from him and stay away from the other tight end, Jeff King. Okay. Let's, let's keep moving. Onward and upward. So let's take a look at Denver at Green Bay. When I first looked at this, I thought, wow, it's pretty good offense that Denver has in theory, at least with their wide receivers. And then I thought, when I looked at it more closely, I thought, who am I kidding? Green Bay is going to blow them out. So I'll go with Green Bay to win this by at least 10 points. I'll say Green Bay 31, Denver 21. I think I'd have to agree with you. There's just so many question marks on on Denver right now. If they were playing the way they should be, I'd be more excited about this matchup. But fantasy-wise, you got a lot of players that are struggling here. Kyle Lorton, I think, really is a two-quarterback-only option this week. Uh, the Green Bay defense, while they have given up points to teams this season, I think that it's going to be a tough game for the Denver offense. Um, I am inclined to not start no Sean Moreno this week. I like Willis McGahee better overall right now because Moreno isn't getting a ton of love in Denver. McGahee's been getting a lot of love lately. And the Green Bay defense is pretty tough to begin with. I just don't think Moreno's going to have a lot of success. So out of the two, I would say go with McGahee. Um, Wide receivers, Brandon Lloyd and Eric Decker, Eddie Royal. I like Lloyd and Royal better. Decker, I think, is an interesting flex option. But I think if you had to pick two of the three, that's who I'd go with. Tight end, uh, I'm just going to say no. This week to tight ends in temper, and You're I'm not impressed say no by Daniel Phelps. No, and not in this matchup. Not with Kyle Orton throwing to him. Not in Green Bay. Um, and I would say no to the kicker in the defense. For Green Bay, you have to start quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I think there's only one other quarterback who we'll get to in a little bit, who I think is going to have a bigger week than he will. I'd start wide receivers Greg Jennings and Jordy Nelson. Start tight end Joe Michael Finley. Start kicker Mason Crosby. Running back Ryan Grant, who's questionable with his kidney problem and and his kidney contusion, as I referred to it earlier, (laughs) and James Starks. I'm neutral on both those guys just because, A, I don't know how much passing Green Bay is, I mean, how much running Green Bay is going to do, and B, even if they do run the ball, it's not clear to me who's going to get the lion's share of the carries from one week to the next. So I'd stay away from avoid both of them if I could, but start them if you have to. And the defense, I'm neutral on them too. Wide receiver Donald Driver, James Jones, and Randall Cobb, staying away from all three of those guys. Donald Driver, to me, he's another case like Heinz Ward. It's, it's kind of I, I, ironic that they faced each other in the Super Bowl last year, but to me, those guys are, are both on a pretty steep slope downward from what I've seen so far this season, and I'm staying away from both those guys. Okay. All right. (laughs) Serious predictions there. That's right. So let's move on to New England at Oakland. I got burned last week picking against Oakland and picking four in favor of New England. I'm not going to make that same mistake this week. Oh, my God. I think Oakland wins this game 31-30. I think this will probably 
be this would be the second most intriguing game of the week for me besides uh, Pittsburgh Houston. You're crazy. I think New England comes out and they win by 10 points. They come out and they make this a statement game. They got embarrassed last week. Tom Brady got embarrassed last week and Bill Belichick's not happy. They're going to come out and absolutely annihilate Oakland. That Tom Brady is going to have a huge day. I I could not disagree more with you. <laughs> New England's defense stinks. That has nothing I don't, to do with Tom Brady will throw for a thousand yards and they'll win the game. I don't I don't I don't have any respect for Oakland. I think right you're now. exaggerating. I don't think he throws for more than eight hundred. <laughs> All right. Well I think Tom Brady is a must start this week. Um I think you absolutely start Wes Welker. I'm inclined to start Dion Branch. Ocho Cinco, I I've been telling people to believe you need us I can't catch passes for you for fantasy points. He is coming around. It is going to happen. I think after last week, it's going to be sped up. He got embarrassed as well as the rest of the team. You can't drop passes that nice. I would say if you need somebody in a pinch, you could start him as a flex option, but I I would wait another week or two if you could. I would not drop him, unlike the Sherpa. (laughs) Um, I would tight end Rob Gronkowski for sure. Aaron Hernandez is still dinged up. Um, Running backs, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis and Danny Woodhead. If I had to pick one, I'd pick the law firm, Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis. But quite frankly, I'm not in love with either of them as fantasy options. I would say start the kicker and start the defense. I know the defense has given up yards, but I just Jason Campbell doesn't do it for me. <laughs> so I have to tell you this quick story. I got a nasty gram, an email this week from Uh-oh. somebody that was saying, how could I have possibly ranked Darren McFadden 37th among running backs last week? <laughs> which, in, which in retrospect turned out to be a bad call, and I'll admit that. But well, really, the thing it's is, predictions. I I, re- I received this email on Tuesday morning. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're going to say that, at least say it before the game. I mean, yeah. you know, sure, we can all look back and say, oh, that prediction was, you know, was really wrong, but yeah, you know, I'm I a mean, lot more impressed by people that tell me that before the game is played than after the game is played. But anyway. So if you're listening now, send your emails earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Send your hate mail before the game, not after. That's exactly. the moral of my story. <laughs> right, exactly. So I would start running back Darren McFadden this week. All right, I'll I'll bow to the pressure. No, I, I think he is a really good play against New England's defense, if that's what you can mm-hmm. call it. I would start wide receiver Denarius Moore, start tight end Kevin Boss, start kicker Sebastian Yanikowski. Neutral on quarterback Jason Campbell, I think he's going to have for him a good week, but that still doesn't mean he's a must start in a one-quarterback league. Two-quarterback league, he's a good start this week. Staying away from running back Michael Bush, wide receivers Lewis Murphy, Darius hayward Bay, and Jacoby Ford, and I'm staying away from Oakland's defense. All right, fair enough. So we're in the home stretch here. Now we come to the game that I think is going to be probably the biggest mismatch of the week, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but I just don't see any way Miami sticks with San Diego. San Diego is just one game at a time burying that whole thing about how they're a slow-starting team. They're going to be 3-1 and one after this week, and I see them winning this game 
41 to 24, and that's if, if Miami even scores 24 points. I can't totally disagree. I don't think San Diego is going to absolutely kill them, but I don't think Miami stays in this game very long. And it pains me to say that because I'm obviously still rooting for Miami here, but Chad Henney really is a two-quarterback league start at best this week. Um, I would still start Brandon Marshall. Reggie Bush is more of a third running back option or a flex option this week. Daniel Thomas is a little healthier. I just don't know if there's going to be enough points there to warrant starting him in any capacity. Tight end Anthony Fasano, it's no secret I'm not big on him fantasy-wise. Brian Hartline and Devon Bess, you could go either way as flex players. I would say hopefully you have some better options. I would say no to the kicker and no to the defense. It's going to be a long day. For San Diego, I think quarterback Phillip Rivers is the best uh, fantasy quarterback this weekend. I'm also going to <laughs> recommend starting wide receivers Vincent Jackson and Malcolm Floyd, going out on a limb on those. And oh, yeah. start kicker... Nick Novak, who will probably be the number one kicker this weekend, so mark that name down. I'm neutral on running backs, Ryan Matthews and Mike Tolbert, just because I don't know who's going to play and because uh, Philip Rivers might be too busy passing the ball. Pardon? I mean, Mike Tolbert's been the guy, and then Ryan Matthews, they went crazy with him last week. It was unexpected. Yeah, I still think Matthews is ultimately the guy you want to own between those two, at least by the time the playoffs roll around, but... For this week, I don't want to start either of them. Now, here's something that's interesting. Antonio Gates, with his foot problems, I'm actually going to recommend that you stay away from him this week if you can. Hopefully, you have a healthier option. Sure, if he's healthy, he's the best tight end by a mile, but he's not healthy. He's had that foot problem ongoing now for at least the last couple of seasons, and I don't know if I buy all this nonsense that he's going to have to retire because of it, but I definitely think that, there are I think he healthier. needs to take more time off to get it right. He's never really yeah. committed to getting it healthy, and I think he needs to. And then he'll be fine. Well, we'll hope so. Maybe it's a chronic thing if it's plantar fasciitis, but you know, usually rest does the trick with that, at least from a running perspective. Let's but keep rolling. Anyway, I recommend you leave him alone if you can help it, and I'm also neutral on the Chargers' defense, although in a pinch they're, they're a decent start. And there's nobody on San Diego this weekend that I wouldn't start. Wonderful. All right, let's look at the Jets in Baltimore. What do you think? Jets in Baltimore. It seems like Rex Ryan always does well in these games where he's going up against his brother or going up against his old team. So, but I just I'm not impressed by the Jets. I think Baltimore is a better team by a pretty good margin at this point in the season, but I think the game will be somewhat close, but I'll still go with Baltimore to win it by a touchdown, 28-21. I can agree with that. I would say Mark Sanchez is a two-quarterback league start. Um, I would start Dustin Keller and running back Sean Green. LaDainian Tomlinson, I think, would not be a worthwhile start this week. They are playing Baltimore, who's not exactly kind to the run uh, I think Sean Green's going to be a better option this week. Santonio Holmes, I would start if he's going to play, which I think he is. He's a little dinged up. Derek Mason, Plexico Burris, I'm probably going to say no to unless you really need options. Um, I just think it's going to be a tough 
day to score points, and Dustin Keller is really going to be the standout receiving-wise, I would think, this week. And I would say defensive-wise and kicker-wise, I could go either way on both of them, Nick Folk and the defense. I don't think it's going to be particularly high-scoring on either end, but I think they're going to be on the losing side of the ball. So kind of depends on your options. How about running backs with Danian Tomlinson and Darren Sproles? You have to pick one as your flex option this weekend. Who are you picking? Mm, I think I'd pick with Danian Tomlinson on the hope that he gets some receiving yards. Yeah, that I I think I would go with Sproles, but I think it's a tough call. For Baltimore, I think Ray Rice is going to go nuts this weekend, so you definitely want to start him. I'd also start tight end um, at Dixon. Quarterback Joe Flacco, not so keen on, just because I think they're going to be too busy running the ball to rack up a lot of air yards, and Jets' secondary is definitely the strength of their defense. Running back Ricky Williams, I think, might even be a decent flex start this week because of how I think the running game is going to work against the Jets. Wide receiver Antoine Bolden, most weeks you start on this week, I'm on the fence because of the Jets' secondary. The defense, I'm on the fence about, and kicker Billy Cundis, He's got that knee problem, don't know if he's going to play or not or if they're going to go out and sign somebody, but I don't think you need to start him this week. And I would say no to quarterback, to wide receivers Lee Evans and Torrey Smith in spite of his impressive debut last week, and I'm also saying no to tight end Dennis Pitta. Okay, real quick. We've been pretty pitiful so far this year. It's all right. Let's, let's talk about Indian Tampa, okay? Okay, Indy and Tampa, Tampa Bay 24, Indy 17. How's that for brevity? I would love to see Indy score 17 points. I don't know if they can. I like Tampa's defense a little better than most people. I would say there's no reason to start Kerry Collins or Curtis Painter or Dan Orlovsky or anybody who's going to take a snap there. Um, I'm inclined to start tight end Dallas Clark, receiver Reggie Wayne, maybe on Pierre Garçon, maybe on Austin Colley. I'd lean heavily towards Garçon out of the two. I would start Joseph Adai. I'm not going to start kicker or defense here. So for Tampa Bay, I'm starting wide receiver Mike Williams, tight end Kellen Winslow in the defense. I'm on the fence about quarterback Josh Freeman, running backs with Garrett Blunt, and um, and um, um, I'm blanking, blanking, blanking. Um, you know who I mean. <laughs> yeah. um, Ernest Graham. Wide receiver Preston Parker, I'm on the fence about him, and kicker uh, Connor Barth, also neutral about him. And stay away from wide receiver Aurelius Ben and tight end Luke Stocker. Okay, and we are sneaking in under the fire here. We will be back again next week on Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week, talking to injuries from week four, week five, game analysis, who to start, who to sit, all that good stuff. Uh, you can contact us during the week by email at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com, on Twitter under the same handle at the number 4thninchesshow. You can find us on fantasyfootballsherpa.com, the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook, and read the Sherpa's football news on the Huffington Post. We will also be around Sunday mornings talking to you about fantasy line of questions, who to start, who to sit. You can find us on Twitter and on our personal Twitter accounts from there as well, whatever floats your boat. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Thanks to Jana, and happy 5772 and Rosh Hashanah to uh, all those who celebrate. Good night, everyone.